My name is Melanie Standish. And I'm Tom Yumet. And this is the Hive Mind Escape Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Hive Mind Escape Podcast. Uh, on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about what our favorite rooms in the city of Chicago are. Um, we've seen discussions about what to do and where to go for the city of Chicago, and we thought, hey, might, we might as well put our opinions out there on the top five in the city and top five out of the city. As most people know, we are from the Chicagoland area, so the majority of the escape rooms uh, we have done are in the area. So we're really excited to talk about these today, and uh, we got some really high-quality rooms that we've done that uh, prior to recording this we were really excited to talk about. So we're going to get started with our top five in the city of Chicago uh, with the caveat, I suppose, that we haven't done all rooms in the city of Chicago. And I hope that day never really comes, as we've mentioned previously. Um, But uh, the first one we wanted to talk about was a room at Fox in the Box in Chicago. I actually, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, Fox in the Box is a chain throughout the United States. Is that correct? It's actually international. International. We, we did run into it in London. Uh, I know when we go to Germany, they do have a Germany one as well. They have a few in other countries as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Fox in the Box, we really love their loca- location in Chicago. Um, and the room we particularly liked was um, Zodiac. And so with the Zodiac, the theme was you are captured by a serial killer, tied up and left in his lair. Escape is your only chance. His method of operation is much like that of the infamous Zodiac Killer. Has the real Zodiac returned, or is this his copycat? You have 60 minutes to escape, or the next body in a morgue will be yours. <laughs> Tried to do that with some flair there. Um, I think the, mo- the best part about the Zodiac room is exactly like it says, you are blindfolded and handcuffed from the minute you walk into that room. Um, and it, I think it really makes for um, the, the immersiveness of that room. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's the first time we've ever had anything like that happen at the beginning of an escape room. And I was, like, really, really ready for it because I just, I, I like horror and, like, spooky stuff like that. You're not that much of a fan, but I just thought that really added a really cool element to me, for me, um, to the room. Like, we were able to be immediately out the gate immersed instead of, like, the usual go in a room, stare at a TV screen and kind of, like, dance in place while you're waiting for the time to, timer to go down. We were able to, like, right as soon as we took our blindfolds off, be in the room and be immersed and do, do all the puzzles. Um, I, I think this is, is more so my favorite room than it is yours. I kind of pushed this one to be on the, on the list for Fox in a Box because Fox in a Box has some great rooms. But I think this one's my favorite of theirs just because it was something that we've never seen before. Yeah, you know, I still I still would agree it's probably my favorite out of all of them. Um, maybe not the theme so much, mostly <laughs> because I get queasy by blood and gore and, and murder. Um, <laughs> but I, I would say that it was the best executed room of theirs, and I think that... Some of the things in there were just things we've never seen before. We'll put it that way. Um, but I did like it. And as we mentioned on a previous podcast on our episode on freebies, they are like the gold standard of, of freebies. Freebies, absolutely. Um, the, the staff are really great, too. But listen to the freebies episode to learn more about that. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the staff being as cool as they are and being enthusiasts really gives Fox in a Box the upper hand in the Chicagoland area because sometimes you'll get to a location where they are just there for a paycheck. They're just there to let you in, let you out. Um, where Fox in a Box, every one of their employees is really, really into um, into their job. 
Speaking of um, places where the employees are really into their job, um, Escape Artistry is absolutely fantastic in Chicago. They're located in Wicker Park, um, and we're going to talk about their rail car room, but I just want to give a shout out to the fact that they are so cool. (laughs) Um, They actually, we got to meet the designer, and she goes by Bandit, which is very cool. Um, and she is the lead designer and a founding member of Escape Artistry. And I wanted to give her a shout out because it is International Women's Day. And she's probably one of the most uh, badass women in the escape room industry that we've met so far. What do you think? <laughs> I would agree. I really, really got a kick out of talking to her. And it was really cool to be able to kind of pick her brain after we did all the rooms and, and ask some more in-depth questions because you don't usually get that. You don't you just like walk out of the escape room and meet the designer and be like able to pick their brains unless it's an owner operator that like also designed the rooms and which we've had in the past. But it's really cool to meet her and get her card and kind of be able to talk about the rooms. Um, we, we did the rail car, which actually isn't at their normal time gallery location. It's down the street um, because this is more of a... Uh, sister game to the time gallery where all of that takes place sequentially in like a a theme this one is a loose spiritual successor to the time gallery uh, theme but the description online is while riding the cta rails in the year 2055 your typical commute quickly becomes a race against time a villain suited for gotham city is sending your train flying down the tracks together your team must unravel the mystery solve the puzzles stop the train and save chicago so as we kind of, I think we mentioned this on our very first episode ever, maybe. This was my second escape room, which got me into escape rooms and really loving them. Um, and we replayed it recently. And the good news is, is that I, I didn't really remember much, which was, which was a good thing because it meant that we still walked away with this being one of my favorite rooms, despite despite having already done it and truly re-looking at it as an enthusiast. I mean, there's so many neat elements of it. Um, The rail car really resembles a CTA car if you've ever been on the L in the city of Chicago. So many really interesting and creative puzzles in there. And it's a small space, but so well well used, I think, the space itself. Yeah, what's really cool is while it does look like a CTA rail car, it also has its own unique feel because the story for the room is that it takes place after the second great Chicago fire. So it's all made using quote unquote reclaimed materials, which one helps the design to keep the cost low and also, you know, ease of finding parts. But you know, two, it it really makes it more unique. So where it looks very similar to CTA rail cars, you can still tell like, okay, this is pallet wood over here, but that's supposed to be part of the theme, which I think was a cool explanation for why the room isn't like everything's sheet metal and stuff like that. And as you said, they did a very good job of utilizing the space they had. I thought that like the amount of puzzles that they were able to get that didn't just look like here's a million boxes. Like it was really cool to be able to see stuff like that. And you know, going on the the L trains all the time, it's really cool to be able to then step into an escape room version of something that we take quite frequently. So definitely recommend um, the rail car and escape artistry in general. I'm hoping that we can actually interview Bandit at some point and talk about some of the cool things that Escape Artistry does because they really do so much more than just have a really cool rail car room. Um, let's see, the next one on our list is Save the Queen at Team versus Time. Now, it's been a while since we've done this one, um, but let's, let's read the description and then we can chat about it from what, what we recall. 
In this thrilling, immersive escape room adventure, you and your companions will experience the Dark Ages like never before. As members of the royal court, you will travel to 14th century England, where you have unearthed a diabolical plot. By a cabal of errant knights bent on unseating the queen, your quest is to uncover the clues, escape the chamber, and alert the court before they succeed in their insurrection. That's a really good description with a lot of big words. I, I like this room a lot. Like it, it borrows from like a Game of Thrones esque sort of feel. But I remember they had like a super cool. This was the first time we've seen it. Um, hint system, where we used like hint tickets and got diagrams and written instructions and stuff as our hints that were vi- they were quite vague until we asked like, okay, we we still don't get it or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think there was one or two times maybe that happened, and they had to write in, in uh, dry erase marker, you know, a little bit more in depth. Um, but, you know, as soon as you, you sit and you start in a small church-like uh, room where you're sitting on church pews, and, like, as soon as you get in this room, you're, you're looking around like, I know I just walked into a random part of the city of Chicago, but, like, wow, this this looks really cool. Oh, absolutely. Immersion factors, 10 of 10. I mean, there's it's just really designed quite well. I remember the puzzles being really good as well. Um, I'm talking about it in vague terms. I just remember coming away feeling like that was awesome. And we haven't been back and really need to um, to this location because they have two other rooms as well. Yeah, I think that the puzzles were cool because there are a lot of st- things that you see habitually throughout rooms all across the board where you see the same kinds of mag locks or the same similar puzzles where this one had those some of those puzzles that you've seen before. They also had a lot of their own like unique ones that were quite tailored to the room mm-hmm. that I thought like, wow, you know, I don't think I've ever seen this in a room and, and maybe it does exist in another room somewhere, but it's not frequent enough to where you're sick of it. Um, there was a lot of good use of, of technology and then also practical locks and stuff like that. Um, the next one on our list is actually one of the ones we did very yes. recently. Uh, it was called Escape the 90s at the Quandary. Um, the description online is, The year is 1997. You are in the bedroom of Kat and Bianca. The girls used to be close growing up, but have drifted apart in their teenage years. Tonight, there is a big party. Everyone is going to be there. It was rumored in school that Bianca's crush was going to be there, and Kat's band, Something Something Explosion, was going to play at the party. However, earlier that day, the girls had a huge fight. The parents sent both of them to their room and locked them in. The reason why this one is so interesting and cool, aside from the crazy nostalgia factors, is you actually take the roles of Kat and Bianca. Um, I remember you were Kat, I believe, and I was Bianca, or it could have been the flip-flop. No, All I remember was, was I was in the yeah. angsty room, and you were in like the yeah. like, preppy girl mm-hmm. kind of room. Yeah, no, Kat was the angsty one, because I think she's the one in this description with the band. And yeah, then, you're right, you're and right. And then you stole my, I think you told my crush something over the phone. and I, I, I think it was, I refused <laughs> to give you your crush's phone number, because oh, right. I had it, mm-hmm. and then I forget what it is that you did that made my character mad. But what was cool is the way they get you through this room without kind of railroading you is they do let you know there are certain there's three types of puzzles. There's puzzles that you're supposed to do when you're mad at each other, puzzles that you're supposed to do in the middle, and puzzles you're supposed to do when you're back to being friends. So the goal is obviously we have to make up and get connected again because we start in two separate rooms. So we actually had to really convince the uh, mm-hmm. people running the rooms to let us do this room because it's not usually done with two people, which, I mean, yeah, we've heard that in the past, and we, we do these rooms anyway, uh, but 
I thought, you know, it took quite a bit of time to be able to convince uh, them to let us run it because he was really adamant. The only reason he was really adamant, he said, was because he didn't want us to feel disappointed or upset. And I thought that was like, that is the only reason I think you should ever be like argumentative with somebody about doing the room. Like if if people want to waste their money, let them waste their money. But he really wanted us to enjoy the story Mm -hmm. because this was the second room we did there. Um, We had already done their Home Alone style room. So I, I think he saw we were enthusiasts and we really wanted to enjoy it so he was really adamant about like making sure we enjoyed it yeah they said they never seen a group of two i think enjoy the room they said most people either fight or just get really upset because you're separated for at least the first half of the room i would say um i don't think it it honestly depends it took us a lot shorter than um what the average was he said Mm -hmm. because i think we were we were only actually separated for probably about 10 to 15 minutes yeah it wasn't whereas he said that you know some of the designers when they or not the designers the employees when they went and got hired they had to do the room and you know 20 30 minutes in they're still not mm-hmm. c- connected to the other room and i mean i thought that was really cool for us but i mean we slowed down a little bit but then we sped up there were certain parts where we really like clicked yeah. and ripped through stuff but then there were certain parts where we're like uh yeah, yeah. we uh we just kind of hit a wall and you know i think we could talk about the the puzzles here in vague terms because i want to touch on the nostalgia factor um they had you like play a mash game at one point if you if anyone um who's listening remembers like um like the thing where you have to circle and figure out your life so like who you're gonna marry and what house you're gonna live in and um i used to do that all the all the time um as as kids like with chalk in my driveway that was like the thing to do um so it was one of the puzzles which was super fun that was one of uh bianca's puzzles since she was like the the stereotypical uh, female teenager i don't know and you were the (laughs) angsty one you had some cool puzzles too didn't you yeah i mean i don't i want to say i don't remember anything about mash i don't think i ever did that i was i just drew those super cool s's you know (laughs) everybody was really loving making So I don't, I don't remember Mash at all. So I'm super glad you did that one because I would have, I would have not been able to do it. Um, I had some interesting puzzles, a lot, a lot of stuff. Like you could tell that they really enjoyed making this room because they put a lot of thought and like effort into the room. Um, I, I played, you know, audio style puzzles. I played tactical puzzles, a lot, a lot of different cool stuff. A lot of stuff that makes you really have to think, which I enjoy doing. Um, next on our list is from the chain, the Escape Game. Uh, this room is called Gold Rush. We actually had a lot of conversations about which one of our, f- are the of the rooms from the Escape Game, was our favorite. Um, the only reason why we're going with this one is because the other one we really really enjoyed. We actually didn't do in Chicago. We did in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, this room is called Gold Rush. And Melly, want to read the description for me? Sure. Um, for nearly two centuries, the hope of gold has lured people to the hills of Northern California. No one was captivated more than Clyde Hamilton, a greedy gold prospector who loved to gamble. Clyde made too many bets with the wrong crowd, and now he's missing. You've been tipped off to where he stashed his gold, but so has the mob. Find it first. This one was so cool due to the immersion factor as well, because the the coolest thing is like yeah you know it's a gold rush you know you're, okay i'm probably gonna go to a mine or something but you don't start in a mine at all you start in the woods we mm-hmm. were in like it felt like the woods like obviously you know you're in a room but you look around there's trees there's the night sky you can hear animals there's we're outside of a cabin and the first part of it is you have to get into this cabin um 
which I was like, you know, this was a little early on in our escape mm-hmm. room kind of career, if you could call it that. Uh, so we were, you know, wide eyed we and go just blown away. Oh, this is so cool. I remember being so excited about this room. I remember um, you had just gone on a trip with your coworkers where you did the prison break room, and this is what prompted for us to go in Chicago because you loved that room so much. They said we have to go here. Um, I had those gift cards too. Yes, they that's get, right. They, they'd yeah. let you do a discounted discard at the end. I think it's like. Off or something yeah, something like that. Like that. Um, so we decided to go, and uh, I think we did three of the rooms that day. But Gold Rush, truly, I mean, like we hadn't seen a set design like that before. And I mean, since we've definitely seen some comparable set design qualities, but we were used to some of. Um, I mean, they have a lot of money. Let, let's put it that way. They have a lot of money <laughs> to put into their rooms, and they are very high quality. Um, so it's it's nothing to say about some of the homebrews that have like lesser quality but are still great. But like, I mean, this is truly immersive. Yeah, and what's cool about this one is it does exist in multiple cities. Like all of the Escape Games rooms, um, they exist in multiple locations across the country, which is cool because you can go and it'll be slightly different because they have to utilize a different size space. Um, what I liked about uh, Gold Rush was that by the time you got out of there, you really do feel like you went step by step in a story. It wasn't just like you're in a uh, church and then the next second you're now underground, like where it's just instantaneous change like that, where it's like, okay, I mean, this is kind of dumb. Um, they actually have a really good flow as to how you get from step one, two, three, all the way through the story, which I thought really kind of made me enjoy the room more. I'd agree. I think it was definitely one of the first like rooms where I felt like I was in that moment and playing with the storyline for sure. So let's see. I think that's so that's our type top five. Just to review, um, top five in the city of Chicago was Zodiac at Fox in a Box, Rail Car at Escape Artistry. Save the Queen at Team versus Time, Escape the 90s at the Quandry, and Gold Rush at the Escape Game. Um, with that, let's talk about areas around the city, or as we call them, the Chicago suburbs. <laughs> so, obviously none of these are in any particular order, because I don't think we can really compare them too much, because we like rooms for different reasons. Um, but starting outside of the city, one of our favorite places that we stumbled upon one day is called Escape Factor. Uh, this is located out in Forest Park, and one of the rooms that we think that is the best to highlight is their game show room, because this is one that people see online all the time advertised because it's so unique and cool. Um, I remember talking to the designers and the owners, they're the same people, um, and, and really kind of picking apart this room with them, and they, they you know walk us through how they went about designing and making it, and I thought it was such an interesting thing. And that's another thing about this place is the, the the two guys that run it are so down to earth and easy to talk to. Like they, you can tell that they really are enthusiasts as well. Yeah, both of the the owners were really great to talk to, and they're really accommodating. And love that we were enthusiasts. Let Let's read the game show description real quick. Play an escape room on the set of a game show. As a contestant on this vintage set resembling a game show, you've made it to the final round and have just minutes to win the grand prize. The plot thickens, however, in a bizarre turn of events. Can you channel your inner game show contestant and solve your way into the winner's circle? So, it says it resembles a game show. Very much resembles the prices, right, for for whomever has ever watched it before. Um, I feel like 
that's the one show I grew up whenever I was homesick. It was on <laughs> at 10 a.m. and I would put it on and watch it with my mom. Like <laughs> that and there wasn't there one. Um, it's like the grocery dash or whatever where they they just had to fill their cart up with groceries. Oh, I've seen that. Stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I totally uh, I, that resonates with me. I definitely watched a lot of Prices Right as a kid. Yeah. So when you think about the nostalgia factor, like so cool. And I mean. The set is so colorful, like their use of color in that room is fantastic. And all of the puzzles in there like resemble games from like game shows and the price is right. Um, and the one fun thing about it too was that there, the game master was actually in the room with you, which we have mixed feelings about sometimes. But the fun thing about this was that the game master was your show host. And that was really cool because he walked around with a microphone the entire time and you know would talk like a game show host. And I think... I think that was an effective use of a game master in the room. He had on that really funny, like, bright orange yeah, jacket, yeah. too. So it was like he, he had the game show vo uh, voice on, was narrating our moves, and that's how also our hints were delivered. And it was more of a, like, the like cheeky kind of style of a game show host where you you know you jut the thumb out to them and to the person on the side talk to the audience quote unquote oh that's right and yeah. and he was use that using that to suggest our clues on what we should try like oh this guy hasn't thought of this or stuff like that which I thought really was like you know that's kind of funny because you know I was having a good time the whole time where sometimes when you have the game master in the room it's really awkward you're just like I don't want to be like looking at you oh you're in the way stuff like that he really knew how to stay out of the way but also make us laugh and have a good time. Time, which is really cool. We got lucky enough to have the game master actually be one of the owners who created the room, so that's why I think we enjoyed it so much. But I know I know the rest of their staff. We had a lot of good conversations with them as well, um, so I think anybody could make it just as uh, good. Oh yeah! And before we move on to the next one, just want to say that they're a great location in general, and they have some other really creative rooms too. I'm thinking of the treehouse right now. <laughs> Maybe we'll highlight all of their rooms on a future episode, but just want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, another place that we like to go to out in the suburbs in Oak Lawn is actually uh, Southside Escape Rooms. Um, this place is really cool because they've got very unique rooms that are all created by the husband and wife duo that run the place. And I, I thought, you know, that was awesome because it really reminds me of Melanie and I and how we interact with each other. So it's like we're enthusiasts. So this could be us one day. Like we really, uh, really like you know, talking with them and enjoy going to their rooms. The first room we did with them, uh, we actually did with your brother and your cousin, and it's called the Cabin of Dr. Bishop. Now, um, real quick thing, uh, Melanie doesn't understand this as much as, as I try to explain it to her, but she doesn't really understand. This is actually kind of a play on a TV show uh, called Fringe. So if you are a, friend, a fan of Fringe, you'll see a lot of elements of that show in there. One of the main characters is Dr. Walter Bishop, which is the namesake of this room. It's not exactly Fringe, but it, it has a lot of things that allude to the show I thought was really cool. Uh, so the description for Cabin of Dr. Bishop is, Deep in the remote woods lies the cabin of Dr. Bishop, a leading theoretical physicist studying the fringe sciences. He often retreats to his remote cabin for weeks at a time in order to concentrate on his work. Before his disappearance, he had been hired to harness the power of a new energy prototype. You and your team have been hired by his employees to investigate his disappearance and bring back information as to his and the prototype's whereabouts. Similar to what we said about Gold Rush and the Immersion Factor, this one also starts outside of Dr. Bishop's cabin, and also the Immersion Factor, I would say, is pretty high, especially for what we would consider, we often call them homebrews, which just means that, um, like, there are owners and it's not a chain. The and mom and pop shop. The mom and pop shops, yes. We call them homebrews. Don't really know where they came from, but... 
I, I like our terminology for that. Yeah. What's cool is the um, Game Master, just like in, at uh, Escape Factor, they, they come out in... Um, that's right. In yes. character. Yeah. So we we were introduced to, uh, I think it was like a lab assistant or something, where he came out and he was like, you know, he needs help getting the whereabouts of the prototype as well as Dr. Bishop. I thought it was super cool because even if we asked questions, it was all in character, which is really nice. Yeah, no, prior prior to the room even starting, that's, that's how they came out and introduced it. So before you even walked in, you felt like you were already a part of the story, which was really great. Um, and this is actually, we talked about last week, that education panel that we went to. And one of the owners, Brandon, was on that panel. And uh, one of the things he mentioned is that he really values storytelling and the value of really getting people involved in the room and having a story from start to finish. And that's really apparent in all of their rooms there. But the cabin of Dr. Bishop really stood out to us and we really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool walking into the room and immediately being on grass. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting was, thing. It's one of the things we talked about with, uh, with the game master at the end. Um, we went into this room feeling very confident, but also like really ready to break a record. Um, we had been told that the current record for the fastest escape was actually held by uh, a group of people we know, and we wanted to beat them. This <laughs> is kind of a petty thing, but also just like, you know, we, we wanted to push ourselves. Um, unfortunately, we did not. We lost by seven seconds and it was so sad but also you know that makes us feel good because they had a group of group of six we only had a group of four so i thought that was kind of cool that we were at least able to get close to them we had a group of five we, oh kyle was with us yeah. too yeah your other cousin oh we had a group of five so i guess that means we really only lost by seven seconds with one less person but regardless we did a really good job i think yeah, we brought Abby with, my cousin Abby. Um, she was mad when we went back to Southside Escape for the second time and didn't invite her. So we'll have to invite her for, for the next time if she's in town. Um, and then I, and then Kyle as well, yeah. And my little brother who, by the way, solved a puzzle um, by not solving a puzzle. And the game the game master at the time came in after and was like, um, excuse me, how did you solve this puzzle? And it was this weird roundabout had, way. Yeah, he had like the craziest explanation. But like the thing is, he believed his explanation. Like he's mm -hmm. like, yes, this is how you do it. But it's like, it's like trying to build a table and ending up at the end with a table, but like you ended up with like cutting your wood in half that you started with, but you have the same table at the end where it's like, how on earth did you yeah. even accomplish this? You know, it's the it's the math thing in, in middle school and high school where it's like, you got the right answer, but you used the wrong formula. Yeah. You know, like something crazy like that. This just seems to happen with your brother. He just has a different way of thinking than us. So it's why we like bringing him along when we absolutely need a third for some of the larger rooms. I agree. He's always a good asset to the team, uh, especially when rooms seem a little daunting or they warn you to have more than two players. Our next room we want to talk about is High Noon. And High Noon is at Escape Our Room, uh, spelled H-O-U-R as in our. Um <laughs> Fun little play on words that they do because you only have 60 minutes to escape. So we thought it was funny at least. Yeah, it is. It's good. Um, we really like uh, this particular place. And this is in Bolingbrook. Correct. Illinois. This is at the Bolingbrook Promenade Mall. Um, they actually have a sister location called Just Escape. And that's over in LaGrange. Uh, but this is uh, one of the locations that uh, we really like to highlight to people that are asking about the Chicagoland area. Just because their rooms feel nice. Like they're, they're high quality rooms from the brains of some really interesting people that we got to meet uh, very recently when we did their Christmas room. Uh, but for the high noon room, the description online is, 
It's the 1800s in the Wild West. You were at Rusty Wheel Saloon and ended up gambling. A group of outlaws accuse you of cheating. They challenge you to a shootout at high noon. Unfortunately, you have left your six-shooters somewhere in the saloon. The saloon doesn't open until later this afternoon. Wendell, the barkeep, likes to hide things and lock the bar up pretty tight. You know some of his secrets and tricks. You wrote them in your journal. However, you left your journal in the saloon as well. It's 11 a.m. You and your posse have one hour to find your journal, uncover the secrets and tricks, and find Gertie, your trusted pistol, before Zeke and his band of outlaws come back. Otherwise, you'll be pushing up daisies. Good luck, partner. So this this one was really... I, I think this was a surprise for me, right? Because... We, I think we were shopping at Ikea that day, and we looked for escape rooms in the area and found this one. I think that's how the story goes. Am I mistaken? No, that's right. I think um, we we were like, what? There's an escape room over here? And we drove over there like, well, I'll be. There actually is an <laughs> escape room right there. And so I don't know what my expectation was. I didn't come recommended, but it was in this, you know, strip strip mall and so we went in and i don't think my expectations were very high let's put it that way but you walk into this room and it you are outside of a saloon it is it it is very cool i'm beginning to realize that all the rooms we were talking about have high immersion factors which is why we love them so much i think that's what we look for like yeah we like a good puzzle i like things that are hard and unique but like I like to also feel like I'm somewhere else. It's it's the adventure part of it. Um, speaking about the the lobby of this place, like it's it was a very it's an unassuming lobby. It's you know gray walls with their logo and a desk, and that's it. So you're like, okay, I mean, it's a strip mall. It's a standard lobby. Mid medium room is what we're expecting. But yeah, it's like you kick the door in and like, oh my gosh, everything looks so super cool. A lot of like natural wood look. Um, it, it feels like. The traditional John Wayne, like, cowboy-style room. It's really, really cool to be able to have a full-on saloon that you're, you're going to. And if I recall correctly, the puzzles are very time period oriented as well. So everything that was in there was, you know, cards, cash register, um, you know, lasso, like all of those types of things. The A lot of rope stuff too. I remember we were playing with rope quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very, very oriented to the theme. Nothing seems like, oh, we just threw this in here because we needed, needed to have a puzzle. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of high tech like computers because it's it's a saloon in, you know, the Wild West, so it wasn't really super over the top, which I thought really added to the immersion, and we, we love our immersion, so. The next room on our list is one in Schaumburg, Illinois, at Odyssey Escape. This is this place, we, we did all four of their rooms back-to-back, like, in the same day. I think they gave yep. us a little bit of time to go eat, which I thought was super awesome of them, because we only went in... Um, I think we were just at the mall and called to see if we can do an escape room, as is how we always accidentally do a whole bunch of escape <laughs> rooms. Um, but, like, we called and asked if we could do that uh, their room, and we started off in a different room, not Towering Inferno. And when we got there, we kind of talked to the person a little bit and jokingly asked, you know, how many other rooms do you have available today? And we explained that we like to do multiple in a row. In a row. And they were super accommodating and worked out the, uh, a schedule for us to make it so we can do all of the rooms. Um, they made sure they showed us, that, since we didn't care what order we did them in, they just said, okay, this is the order you're going to do them in. Um, we can do these time slots. And they gave us a discounted rate to do them all together, which I thought was super nice of them. Uh, they had a running promotion and they, they did that with a little bit something better, I believe. Um, and at the end, we did meet the owner uh, very briefly uh, because it was, it was you know, four or five hours later because we had a little bit of time in between. So um, it was right about when they were closing up. But this, this room is called Towering Inferno. 
this kind of piqued our interest, the one that we like here, because it's not something we've really seen before. Like, we've been in an office kind of style thing before, mm-hmm. but nothing like nothing this. Nothing like this. This actually came recommended from uh, Laura over at Crack the Code. She she thought this room was fantastic. So uh, I'll read the description real quick. You're the chief engineer of the newly built Theron Tower, America's tallest skyscraper, and your office occupies the top floor of the towering structure. The year is 2020. In the days leading up to its opening, you discover a problem. Electrical hazards on 13 of the 130 floors. Your suggestion of delaying the grand opening is summarily dismissed by Fioran Towers, chairman of the board. It's now nightfall, the day of the grand opening ceremonies, and the event is in full swing with hundreds of VIPs and dignitaries from around the world in attendance. At 9 o'clock p.m., disaster strikes. Multiple fires are detected throughout the skyscraper, and the sprinkler systems have failed. Within 60 minutes, the tower will be engulfed in flames. Your objectives are to ensure the evacuation of its occupants, enable fire suppression systems, shut down all electrical junctions, and escape to the roof to await helicopter extraction. So another reason that I think this room is so cool is because of the immersion factor. We keep talking about immersion, 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 but like... This was the first room where we left, like, jumping because we were so ecstatic about the immersion part of it. Um, Since you're in a towering inferno, a fire-engulfed building, they actually have, like, smoke effects and stuff like that that start happening when when the building is on fire. And that was, like, we've never seen something like that before to, like, make us really feel that sense of urgency. It's instead of it being like, oh, we got to beat the clock, it's like, oh. We got to get out of here. Yeah, I felt like that the room was on fire and that we had to escape because once you opened a particular door, the smoke started drifting into all areas of the room. And so um, you really you really felt like the building was on fire and you had to get out. And I mean, the theme is definitely not something that we've seen for sure. And I mean, I, I just thought it was really, really cool. I thought like I got a really big die hard feel from it like it doesn't have the same theme that desired at all but like you know you're in this tower you have to be the be this like really cool savior and like really enjoy um getting out of this room because you're saving the day in the end so it was really kind of cool um during this game there was a kind of like bouncing back and forth on who was doing puzzles because there was stuff in that room that you did that to this day I couldn't tell you what you did and vice versa. Um, it's it's just like in uh, the escape game downtown. It really takes you step one, two, three through this process. So like you're in the office and then you're in some elevator shaft areas and then you're on the roof. Like yeah, at the very end, you're on a quote unquote roof. And I was like, wow, it was so cool to be able to do that and get a good story going behind an even better put together room. Definitely. I recommend the rooms for sure. It was great that they were able to do them back to back. And Inferno was definitely, definitely our favorite of the ones that they had. And with that, we'll talk about our last favorite in the surrounding Chicagoland area, which is Puppet Theater over at Escape the Room in Oakbrook, Illinois. And the description is as follows. What would it feel like if you were stuck in the movie Toy Story and Howdy Doody at the same time? Your team of eight must solve puzzles to regain control of the wacky performance before curtain call. Enjoy our newest escape room, which features a comical story and lively characters. Now, I, I think 
since since the time that we did that, that is not their newest room. Um, they might not have seen updated description. Yeah, the room that is their newest, I think, was their their South Park themed room. Yeah. But alas, all of that other stuff still stands. This room looked really cool, like really cool. <laughs> when you walk in, it's a it actually is a theater with a stage and then rows of seats. Like they look like actual theater seats and. That was, like, for me, I was like, expecting, honestly, I don't know I was expecting, like, just bad benches and stuff like that, chairs, I don't know. But it was really, like, rows of theater seats with a small puppet stage, and it was just like, wow, this was really cool. Um, the theme is completely different than anything we've ever seen either, because, like, there's movie theater ones, but puppet theaters? Yeah, no, it was really neat, and I think this was one of the first times where we saw pretty high-quality programming in a room, because there were certain elements of that room that, like... You wouldn't expect to trigger something. Um, it's the first time we saw a programmed phone, which I remember being pretty cool. And then they just had some other elements that were neat as well. I won't I won't spoil anything per se. Although I will say that the their puppet theater uh, did did move and interact and sing, and so that was that was pretty cool. I thought this was one of the better ones that we've ever done with strangers. Uh, we ended up actually being the two of us with four others, if I remember correctly. So it was it was weird because there were some of the people in the group that weren't really enthusiastic about doing the room, but there was also the other couple that was really into it and kind of you can see that you know maybe they're uh, maybe they're going to be like us one day and play a lot of rooms because they were really enjoying it. Um, and I, I I would say that that says a lot about the room because I don't like. I don't remember having like the best experience in particular with, with us just because there was a lot of people in the room. So there wasn't anything wrong, just the fact that we weren't able to do everything like we usually are. Um, and that, and we still had a great time. Um, everything looked great. All the puzzles were made sense. And I, I, it was just a great room overall, even despite having to work with other people. Yeah, the uniqueness of the theme really hit home for us because, you know, after playing a lot of rooms, you, you see the same recycled themes over and over. So it was really cool to be able to see a recycled theme, but like a new take on that. Like I've never, I didn't know that puppet theaters exist, even if they if they do or they don't. But uh, it was cool because, you know, the Game Master was actually giving us a lot of good suggestions. We asked them for what room we should do, and they, they really pushed this room as the starter one, which was a good idea because we, we enjoyed this one. Absolutely. And with that, that includes or concludes <laughs> our top five in the Chicagoland area, which we'll just summarize real quick. Game show at Escape Factor, Cabin of Dr. Bishop at Southside Escape, High Noon at Escape Our Room, Inferno at Odyssey Escape Rooms, and then Puppet Theater at Escape the Room. And okay, this is going to be hard. Out of the 10, what do you think your favorite is? Oh, why? I didn't know you were going to spring this I on know. me. I um, know. Can I get two? One in the city, one out of the city? Okay, do that. Okay, so for my favorite room in the city, um, I think we're going to disagree on this one because of the theme. I really, really like Zodiac at Fox in a Box. Okay. I thought there were some elements of that room which really, really put it like through the roof for me. Our Game Master was amazing. Shout out to Kelsey. It was super, super fun to run that room. Um, outside of the city, my favorite probably is going to have to be Cabin of Dr. Bishop at Southside Escape. Um, 
it really does have to do with the fact that I really enjoyed the the show Fringe, but I just think that the puzzles made sense, except for that one where your brother kind of cheesed through it, <laughs> because I don't even know what we were supposed to do there, because he just came up with his wackadoo answer. Uh, but I just really thought that you know, the experience with the Game Master being in character and all of that really kind of made it the best for me. What about you? In the city, what is your favorite of these five? So I really think I'm only going to say this because it's the most salient and the one we did most recently, but Escape the 90s. I I don't know. I thought it was so creative that we were split up. I thought it was neat that we assumed the roles of two sisters that were fighting. I mean, I have never seen that room theme anywhere. Um, and I love the progression of their puzzles with their, um, like, smiley faces like system to indicate when we were fighting when we weren't fighting and the the nostalgia i mean everything about that room was very very cool to me um out of the city oh gosh i do love cabinet dr bishop i i'd have to go with the game show just because of the whole price is right thing i think i i grew up watching that show and i think integrating puzzles into the the games we're used to seeing on that show was just so creative and fun um and just a great time in general. So, uh, yeah, those are the two I'd have to go with, I think. Yeah, I'm super glad we were able to talk about this because I really want people that are trying to figure out what they're going to do when they come visit Chicago. I want them to be able to hear from the mouths of other escape enthusiasts what rooms are good and why. Um, in the description, you'll be able to see and jump through the different uh, points that we start talking about these rooms. So that way, if you ever want to refer back to them, you can get to them there. Uh, we really hope that you enjoyed uh, our episode this week. We hope that maybe we helped you go to a new room, maybe this weekend, next weekend, you know, sometime in the future, or next time you're traveling to the Chicagoland area. Um, we appreciate you and hope that you can reach out to us on our Instagram, our Twitter, or our Facebook page to kind of talk about your favorite rooms in the Chicagoland area because, you know, maybe we have missed a few. Um, I know our list is quite long on the places that we want to go, but um, those are the ones that we've done for now that we think are the top ones that people should look at when they're visiting. I absolutely agree. And again, there's still plenty to explore in Chicago. I think we're discovering new escape rooms every day. We just did a new one like two weekends ago that we didn't know existed until recently. So plenty of more to explore. This certainly isn't a comprehensive list based on what we've done, but it is our favorites as of now. Yeah, I actually just got a few suggestions yesterday we need to talk about for uh, some more new rooms. Ooh, I'm excited. It's going uh, to be a long next couple weeks, but uh, we'll get them done. So thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.